0: Learn all about investing in real estate in Westminster, Colorado, with a combination of real estate financial planning and modeling with numbers specific to Westminster, plus syndicated, more generalized recordings of live and pre-recorded real estate investing classes, not all of them specific to Westminster. Be sure to stay tuned after the podcast for a message from our sponsors. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. I am James Orr, and this is a very interesting class. I've kind of taught some of these topics before in another class where I talked about how to select a real estate agent, but this is going to be kind of a specific call out for what does a real estate agent even do when you're buying a rental property. So we're going to kind of go into like what they're responsible for and what some of the other kind of responsibilities are for other people in the transaction as well. So you can kind of get a feel for that. So important note, this may vary a little bit from one real estate market to another. So in your market, you might have an attorney do some parts of this. And another market, you might have the real estate agent who does parts of this. So just realize that you should check in with your specific market's real estate agents to get a better understanding of local nuances. Because that is one thing that the real estate agent does is they understand how it's supposed to go, what the process is in your local real estate market, and they can help you and assist you with that. So before we get into this, I I do want to mention sometimes you'll hear me use the word real estate agent or uh, real estate agent salesperson or real estate broker or managing broker or um, you know kind of like realtor or something like that. So like, what is the difference between all these? So it varies a little bit state by state. In most states, real estate broker means someone who has real estate agents working for them. Although in Colorado, where I'm from, it doesn't actually mean that. Um, We have managing brokers and uh, like uh, other brokers. So there's kind of like some variation there. But um, if you think about it, agents and brokers are somewhat interchangeable for your perspective there is some nuance and differences between what they are but you don't need to worry about them um so kind of like you can ignore that for the most part a realtor is a real estate agent who also happens to pay dues to the National Association of Realtors and the state Association of Realtors and maybe even their local markets Association of Realtors and they have the ability to use the realtor um kind of name and they agree to uh, um, hold themselves to a um, a certain amount of ethics It's like an ethics Um, requirement for them. They have to take a class on ethics. They have to agree to abide by it and and, and some things like that. So realtors kind of hold themselves to a slightly higher standard in terms of ethics, uh, but they are also real estate agents and brokers. And so you might hear me interchanging these I, for the most part, I'm talking about, you know, generically real estate agents. And if there is a spot where it actually makes a difference, I will point that out to you. So I just wanted to make sure you understand, because it's kind of confusing when you're kind of out there in the public, especially if you've not heard it before. Um, you know, what is the difference between a real estate agent? What's different between a real estate broker? What's different between a realtor? So uh, for the most part, they are interchangeable for you, except realtors are, are part of a trade organization that agrees to Abide by a certain rule of certain code of ethics that they um, have in addition to other things. So there you go. All right. So this is it. Let's talk about the common tasks in a real estate transaction to buy and who does those. So I'm just going to start going through the list. And in, in other classes, especially when I do this live, I'd like to say, um, you know, I kind of like show the item and then I ask the class, you know, so who does this? And then we kind of do that. But since we're not doing this live, Um, I will go ahead and just kind of read off what the activity is and then we'll figure out who does it and we'll talk a little bit about that. So let's get started. So appraisal of the property, the official valuation of the property. Who does that? Well, it's not the real estate agent. It is not the buyer. It's not the seller. It is a licensed appraiser. And so in order to be a licensed appraiser, you got to go through a whole bunch of schooling and training and everything else. And they determine the value, the official appraisal of the property. And primarily it's a third party that does that to protect the lender. If you think about it, what is an appraiser usually doing? Appraisers usually giving a opinion of value and, and by the way, there's no exact value for this stuff, right? Like an appraiser says, look, this is what I think the value is. This is my opinion of value based on these facts that I've kind of gathered from the marketplace. But they basically tell you, this is what I believe the value is. This is my professional opinion of what the value is. And they do that so that the lender knows that it is a, um, a reasonable thing to loan money against that property. So the appraiser really is there in some ways to protect the lender. They're telling the lender what the value of the property is in their professional opinion, so that the lender doesn't go and loan someone a million dollars on a property that's only worth two hundred fifty. You know, you could get a a sneaky seller and a sneaky buyer together who say, "Look, you know this property is only worth two fifty. Why don't we go ahead and we'll say it's worth a million dollars? You agree to buy it from me? We'll get a loan for you know eight hundred thousand dollars on this, and we'll split the profit." So. The lender is kind of keen to that. And they basically say, okay, we want a third party, an independent party, and you're going to pay for it as the buyer usually coming in there, getting the appraisal on the property to determine the official value. And that is there as a protection device for the lender in the transaction. So, so who determines uh, the appraisal of the property? That's a licensed appraiser. So who assists with showings? Who gets you into the property to be able to see the properties? Who sends you the emails that say, hey, this property came on the market. Here's the price. Here's the details of it. Here's the address. Who does all that? Well, that is your real estate agent. And usually it's for any multiple listing property, any property listed in the multiple listing service. It's kind of like the public place where a lot of real estate agents in the local market put all their listings together so that another agent can come in and sell the other agent's property. um, And they can kind of one represent the buyer, one represent the seller and kind of work together in order to get the transaction done. So who assists with all those showings to kind of schedule those, get you in there, um, kind of like walk you through the property, make sure that, you know, what, what's going on there. So that is the real estate agent and it's any MLS property. It, it doesn't automatically mean any for sale by owner property. And it doesn't mean any property that's sort of like, you know, what you want to do with creative financing where you do marketing stuff like that. Most real estate agents are not doing that for you. Um, there are probably some exceptions where a real estate agent will represent you in a for sale by owner, but usually you have to talk about how compensation will work for that. And that is usually in a separate agreement with the real estate agent when you do it. Okay, so this is with showings, that's the real estate agent. What about the condition of the property? Who determines the condition of the property? Is your real estate agent responsible for going and saying, hey, look, there's some mold here on this little um, you know, kind of spot in the bathroom? Or, hey, it looks like the roof is really not in good condition. You'll probably need to replace that roof really soon. Or these windows look really old. They'll look like they're going to last another six months. Who determines the condition of the property? It's you as the buyer. You determine the condition of the property, usually with the help of additional professionals like an inspector, or if you're going to have a contractor come in to give you estimates for things and opinions of what needs to be done in the property. But it is not your real estate agent, and you should not rely on a real estate agent to tell you the condition of the property. That is not their role. They're not trained on it. As a real estate, I, by the way, I'm a real estate broker, and as a real estate broker, we get exactly zero training on condition of the property. We are not trained on. Determining whether a um, you know thing needs code or a uh, or a property has you know like some type of condition like mold or uh, termite damage or anything like that. Now, obviously, if it's me and I'm sure your real estate agent is probably pretty similar. If you're walking through the property and I happen to notice something, I'm like, hey, that doesn't look normal to me. It looks like uh, some black fungus looking thing growing on the bathroom. I'm going to point that out to you but am I like responsible for determining the condition of the property? Am I responsible for telling you that this property is, you know, like in good solid condition. It's got good bones or anything like that. No, I'm not trained on that. I'm not qualified for that. I'm not insured for that. And so you are responsible as the buyer and you usually have a backstop during inspection period of having your inspector go and help you determine the condition of the property. So it is not your real estate agent to do that. Okay. What about contract acceptance? Who accepts the terms of the contract. Does the real estate agent say, these are the terms of the contract, you will accept them? No, it's the buyer and the seller come together as a meeting of the minds and they agree to whatever terms that they're negotiated on buying or selling the property, depending on what side you're on. So the contract acceptance, whether the buyer accepts the terms of the contract or the seller accepts the terms of the contract, that is on the buyer and the seller. It is not on the real estate agent. It's not on the mortgage broker. You know, basically they determine, the buyer and the seller determine what the terms of the contract are going to be. Now, what about contract drafting? What if you need like a contract drafted up, a, a contract written, like created, or you want to add some custom language to the additional provisions section in the contract? Are, are, is your real estate agent allowed to do that? Is your real estate agent trained to do that? And the answer is no. We are not attorneys, your real estate agent is not trained in law. They're not trained to interpret law. They're not trained to write legal contracts. They're not trained to do that at all. So if you need a contract drafted, if you need additional provisions written that are like very legal in nature, and you know, it's not just like, hey, the buyer and seller agree to leave the lawnmower. So it's not something like that. It's like, you know, if you're doing something that requires the drafting of a contract, you need to bring in an attorney an attorney, ideally who specializes in contract law, um, to be able to do the contract drafting part. But what about contract preparation? You know, in most states, not all of them, but in most states, there is a standard real estate contract. You know, in our states, a real estate, the Colorado Real Estate Commission approved contract. And so we have a contract that everyone in the state uses. And so we are trained on that as real estate agents. So, We are trained in how to fill in the blanks on a pre-existing contract for real estate. And I suspect your real estate agent in your market will have something similar. They will be trained on how to fill in a particular contract to help you buy or sell the property. They're not allowed to rewrite the contract. They're not allowed to kind of like um, legally tell you how things work. But we can kind of give you a general idea of like, you know, this paragraph talks about earnest money and how earnest money works. And, you know, this is what it says. And, you know, if you have questions about it, you should talk to your attorney, okay? So the, the real estate agent is allowed to fill in blanks and do contract preparation, fill in blanks on approved forms. They are not allowed to do drafting, creating new documents, writing legal stuff. Not, they're not qualified. They're not trained on how to do that, okay? What about you buy a property And then a week later, you realize that, you know, something doesn't work. The dishwasher doesn't work. The washer dryer doesn't work. The light in the upstairs bathroom doesn't work. Who is responsible for warranting the property? That it's all exactly as you said it was. The seller? Nope, not usually. Usually the the sale says, hey, look, at the time of sale, um, you're buying the property as is. So who warrants the condition of the property? That's a home warranty company. You can pay a third party to cover certain aspects, not every little thing in the property, but certain aspects of the property when you buy it. If you don't, you are personally taking on that. It's not the real estate agent. The real estate agent doesn't say, hey, look, you know, um, the dishwasher doesn't work. It's like, and and the buyer comes to the deal and says, look, the dishwasher on the property you sold me doesn't work. You need to buy me a new dishwasher. That is not how that works. Okay. Um, You want to go, Inspect the property yourself. Not that you're running the dishwasher during showings, but once you get under contract, you have a, usually have a period of time where you have, can inspect the property. You bring in your inspector. Your inspector should, in theory, go through all the different parts of the house, turn on the lights, check all the outlets, um, run the dishwasher, run the washer and dryer if those are included in your sale, uh, check the refrigerators working, check to make sure ice is ice working. Um, you know, go up on the roof. You know, check the HVAC system. They should go and inspect all these things to make sure that the condition isn't working. And if it breaks the day after closing, that's on you, unless you purchase a home warranty. The home warranty will help cover some things for you. You're paying a third party, and then they are responsible for fixing that for you, not the seller, not the real estate agent, and probably not your inspector. Your inspector probably limits their liability to the, the amount you paid for the inspection, and they're really just a second set of trained eyes to go look at things for you. In some states, they are licensed, and some they are not. So realize that, too, for the, uh, the inspectors. Okay. So if, you want, if you're concerned about something happening to the property after you close, home warranty, not your real estate agent, not your inspector, probably not the seller. So that's something to consider there. What about you're, you're out looking at a property and you see a detached garage or shed, and you're like, you know, the shed's over there. So I must, my property line must be all the way over beyond the shed. I would have thought that the property line goes right through the middle of the shed. If you've got concerns about where the property line is and where a building, especially like a detached garage or a shed or an outbuilding or a fence or something else that's important to you that you're like, hey, I don't know where my property line is and whether this thing is on or off my property line or whether I own this or the neighbor owns this or something like that, that is not the real estate agent. Your real estate agent is not trained to be able to tell you, hey, that shed is on your property or that garage is on your property, or your property line goes right here. Like if you're looking at it, and you're trying to figure out where the property lines are, that is not something a real estate agent is trained on. That's a surveyor. And what you really want is called an improvement location certificate. Improvement location certificate is a special type of survey that tells you where the property lines are, and where buildings are located on the property. Okay, so if you're like, wanting to know if the property lines are a certain spot or a buildings on a certain spot, your real estate agent is not the one who's qualified to tell you that. You can't turn to your agent while you're looking at a property and say, hey, is that shit on my property? And the real estate agent says, yes, and you should trust that that is true. They are not qualified to do that, okay? And by, and by that, I'm saying they're not qualified to do that. I'm telling you, we are not trained. I'm a real estate broker myself. We are not trained on how to do that, okay? Now, we can look at obvious signs of things, and we can try to point things out to you that, we think is true, but ultimately it is up to you to hire a surveyor. And usually that's part of the contract and negotiation that says, look, I'm concerned about where things are in the property. I want to get that checked. Or maybe you're like, hey, I'm not really concerned. It's in the middle of a neighborhood. Property looks like it's, it's just in the middle there and, and I feel okay with that. Okay. What about inspecting the property? Which we recommend, by the way. <laughs> what about inspecting the property? That is your inspector. Your real estate agent is not qualified to inspect the property. And if you think about this, should your real estate agent follow your inspector around during the inspection, look over their shoulder and say, hey, what about this? Did you see that? Should they be doing that? No, they should not. They're not qualified to manage and tell an inspector to look at things. You know, that is not how that works. Should you attend your inspection and have the inspector show you things? Yeah, you're about to buy the property. You should know like, hey, this is where the, you know, the shutoff is for this. This is where the, the kind of like a sewer clean out is for this. This is where, you know, the electrical panel is and there's some weird things with it. Let me let the inspector show you. I would rather you follow the inspector around as the buyer and have the inspector give you a guided tour of all the mechanicals and the operating systems of your, of your particular house and how it all works and everything else with that. So your inspector should be the one inspecting the property, and you should probably be present too to kind of look over their shoulder and have the inspector explain to you what's happening. You're paying them a fee to provide that service. You should get as much value from that as you possibly can. And you may learn things that you could then use on additional properties you buy. You could say, oh, the inspector on this last property showed me this particular thing. Now I know to look out for that on future properties, okay? So you should do that as part of being the business owner of a real estate investor. Okay. What about the inspector selection? Who determines who inspects the property on your behalf? Does the seller do that? Should the seller be able to say, hey, I'm going to pick your inspector so that they can say, hey, don't look in the basement. <laughs> no, of course not. Does the real estate agent select your inspector? No. Can they provide you a list? Say, look, you know, my clients in the past, they've liked these three inspectors. You know, seem to do a pretty good job, but, you know, do your own research. Yes. Your real estate agent can help you provide a list, but ultimately it is your responsibility as the buyer to determine who the inspector is that you're going to hire, you're going to pay in order to do the inspection on the property, okay? So inspector selection is you as the buyer. What about legal advice? What about legal advice? Is your real estate agent allowed to give you legal advice? You know, you're like, you've got a question about the legality of something or, you know, can I just, you know, not show up the closing and expect to get my earnest money back? Uh, you should probably talk to an attorney if you're going to do that, right? It is not something your real estate agent is qualified to do. We are prohibited from giving legal advice. So if you're trying to say, look, I'm trying to save 300 bucks by going to talk to an attorney. Um, can you just tell me? I mean, you've, I'm sure you've seen this before, right? You, you should be able to give me legal advice about it. You've seen this 100 times before. No, I am not trained because your situation could be slightly different than what I've seen before. And maybe the people got legal advice last time and they chose to act against legal advice to do something else. So, no, we are not qualified. We are not trained on that. You need to go hire an attorney if you're planning on doing this. If if you're in the – look, you're starting as a real estate investor. This is a real estate investing business. You need to think about this as a business. And as a business owner, you get advice on all the different aspects of your business. You get legal advice when you need legal advice. You get accounting advice when you need accounting advice. You, like, go seek out professionals in their fields to do that. And the real estate agent only does a very, very small piece. I think a lot of times people think, real estate investors particularly, think that the real estate agent should have a much wider range of specialties and expertise. They do not. They do a very limited number of things. Okay? Okay. So if you need legal advice, you need to get legal advice from an attorney. Do not expect to get free legal advice or even paid legal advice from a real estate agent because they are not qualified to do so. If you happen to have a real estate agent who happens to also be an attorney, great. Very rarely do they do that, okay? So just realize if you need legal advice, you're going to get an attorney. What about the lender selection? Is your real estate agent responsible to say, you're going to use this lender because they're the ones that can get it done. Or, or they're going to give me some type of kickback, which is not legal, by the way, uh, without disclosing to you. But you know, are you going to go and, and have this lender? You're going to go use this one because they're my buddy. No. You are responsible for selecting the lender. Could your real estate agent say to you, hey, look, you want a lender? These are three lenders that my clients have worked with in the past. Uh, I suggest you call all three of them. Or call whoever you want, but if you want a list of who I usually work with or who people I've, I've worked with, I've worked with and have good experiences, or who people in my office have worked with and have good experience, here's the list. Okay, so that's lender selection. It is you, the buyer, who is responsible for selecting the lender. The real estate agent can help you provide the list. Maybe they can answer a question or two, like a basic question, but ultimately the lender selection is on you. I think I talked about this one. We talked about inspections, the list of home inspectors. Yeah, the real estate agent can provide you the list of, of home inspectors and the list of lenders. Yeah, the real estate agent can provide you the list of lenders, but you can also provide your own list. So you as the buyer can come up with your own list. You can do your own research online, find your own home inspector. You can find your own uh, you know, lender that you want to use. You can kind of hire whoever you want to do this, okay? What about the loan rate, the mortgage interest rate, Or the loan term, you know, fifteen-year loan, thirty-year loan, forty-year loan. You know, who is going to decide which rate to pick, which term to pick when getting a loan? Does the real estate agent says you are going to get a thirty-year loan on this property? Because I'm telling you, that's the one you need to do. Or you need to do a fifteen-year loan because you only got fifteen years until you're ready to be you're retired, and so you need to do a fifteen-year loan on this. I'm telling you, pick it, and they force you to do that. No, you as the buyer determine which loan rate you're going to do, whether you're going to choose to get a credit back and actually take a higher rate, or if you're going to pay a little bit more money and get a lower rate, or if you're going to do a 30-year loan or 15-year loan or 40-year loan or whatever you're going to choose to do, or even which loan program you plan on doing. Are you going to do FHA? Are you going to do VA? Are you going to do conventional? You know, which one are you planning on using in order to do the loan? That is all on you as the buyer, and partly determined by what you can qualify for and what makes sense for this particular situation. But it's really ultimately up to you as the buyer. Okay, what about the market evaluation? Market evaluation is different than the appraisal of the property. The market evaluation says, look, this is what the market has been doing. You know, it's been going up, 3% per year for the last five years or whatever it has been. I know this is how much inventory we have in the market. This is typically what properties are selling for. This is the, the discount they're selling for on average, or this is the premium they're selling for on average, or this real estate market. You know, this particular neighborhood is selling relatively quickly compared to other markets. Who determines all that stuff? Your real estate agent. Your real estate agent has access to all that data and they can usually assist you with providing you access to that data. And it may not be them that are directly like doing the data analysis, but they usually have access to it through their association of realtors or uh, their real estate brokerage, you know, like different groups form this data. And usually a real estate agent who knows what they're doing in the marketplace can provide you with access to that type of data. Okay, so market evaluation, the real estate agent should be able to help you with that. What about Megan's Law, which is basically the law about uh, um, determining if sex offenders live in your neighborhood? Well, you would be responsible for looking up and checking with local law enforcement if you're concerned about sex offenders living in a certain neighborhood. That is not the real estate agent's responsibility. Their job is not to go around to you know the, the five houses on the same side of the street as you and the 10 houses across the street and ask, hey, listen, are, are any registered sex offenders living in any of these properties? Or the houses behind you on the street behind you. They're not responsible for going and do that. That is your responsibility as the buyer to check with local law enforcement to see if that is happening, if you're concerned about it. You may be able to check on a website. There may be a website in your local marketplace to be able to help you do that. But if that is a concern for you, then you are responsible for doing it. It is not the real estate agent's responsibility whatsoever to do that. Okay. Now, you're in a property and you're there for about 30 seconds. And for some reason, your eyes are just watering like crazy in that property. And you're having a hard time breathing. It's like, almost like you have like a cold coming on and your like nose is all itchy and your eyes are watering and you're crazy. You're like, you know, this doesn't seem right. Like this property seems like it's got something going on there. Is your real estate agent responsible for testing the property that for methamphetamine for the, whether somebody was cooking meth in your property and the property you're considering buying? No, they're not responsible for that. If you've got concerns about that during your inspection period, usually, you would hire an industrial hygienist to come in and run tests. And they're not inexpensive. In other words, they're, they're pretty expensive to run. You're I mean, not like crazy expensive, but they're not cheap. So if you're concerned about whether the property, somebody, you know, previously a tenant in a previous property or, you know, uh, owner of the previous property or their, their child was cooking meth in the basement, then you should have a industrial hygienist come in and check on that for you. It is not the real estate agent's responsibility to do that check for you, Okay. You can't come back to the after the fact and say, you know, hey, I I found out from the neighbor that you know this used to be a meth house and that they were cooking meth in the basement. How come you didn't tell me? Well, I didn't know, you know, and they didn't know. If they did know, they should tell you, right? If it's a buyer's agent and they're representing you in the transaction, they should probably tell you if they know about the meth. If they don't know, they don't know, and they're not responsible for going to all the neighbors and asking them, hey, was this a meth house? If You're concerned about that. That's something you should do. But if you're really concerned, you should hire an industrial hygienist to do a test for meth. Similarly for mold. You know, is is every little black smudge in a bathroom black dangerous black mold? No, no. Sometimes you have mildew growing on something. You know, mildew is probably mold, but it's not like the crazy dangerous black mold stuff you see. Can you have? Could it? Could it be dangerous black mold? Yes. Does a real estate agent know the difference? Is a real estate agent qualified to distinguish black mold from the non-dangerous sort of mildewy mold that sometimes shows up in bathrooms? No, they are not. They are not. Unless they happen to have that specialization and degree and their license or whatever they are, they are not qualified to tell you that. So if you're concerned about mold, have a mold specialist come in during your inspection period and check for you. Some inspectors are qualified to do mold. Many are not. Many are not. They don't have the additional qualifications for being able to determine if something is mold or not. They may be able to point it out to you and say, look, I was up in the attic, and there's a whole wall that has a bunch of mold on it in the attic. And so in that case, you probably want to have an additional inspection done by a mold specialist. But it is not the agent's responsibility to do that. And you should not, unless you happen to be a mold expert yourself, you should not kind of take that on yourself. You should hire a professional who specializes in that to determine whether it really is a significant issue or if if it's not an issue at all, okay? What about the negotiations between the buyer and seller? That is your real estate agent. Your real estate agent's role is to negotiate the best terms for you. So they're trying to figure out what you want, and then they're going and they're trying to negotiate between the seller and the seller's agent. Uh, to get you what you want when you're buying the property, so negotiations—that's absolutely a real estate agent thing. And and as a side note, and I'm sure this varies a little bit market to market, but should you as the buyer be negotiating? No, no, you should not. No, the real estate agent should be doing that. You should not be trying to you know get on the phone with the seller's agent or the seller directly and trying to like do an end around and negotiate a different deal. That's not how that works. Okay, what about neighborhood crime? Should your real estate agent know all about neighborhood crime? Should they be able to say, hey, last week there were two different crime things here. They were both non-felonies. Don't worry about it. No, they should not. You talk to your local police or your sheriff to find out about neighborhood crime. Your real estate agent is not a specialist in local crime. So if you have concerns about that, that's what you should check on. What about getting a new loan? Where do you get a new loan from? Is your real estate agent the one who's loaning you the money to buy the house? No, of course not. It's your bank or your mortgage company. Okay, your bank or your mortgage company is going to help you uh, get the money in order to buy the property. What if you're in the basement and you see some cracks, or you know you see something that looks a little bit off as far as like you know there's a wall that's leaning a little bit or something like that? Is your real estate agent qualified to tell you? Oh, don't worry about that. It's been that way forever. No, they are not qualified. If you've got concerns about cracks in the basement or a wall leaning or anything that looks structural in nature, your real estate agent does not receive training, is not an expert on any type of structural things. You need to get a structural engineer in there to give you an opinion if you're concerned about it. And your inspector could help you and say, look, you know, I see this in 500 houses. I've had structural engineers look at it. It looks pretty decent to me. And then you need to decide whether you're willing to trust your inspector or if you want to get a second opinion, get a structural engineer in there and do that. And it costs money to do this. So it's like a, it's, it's a, it's, it's a value proposition for you. Are you willing to pay if you see something that's a little bit weird to have a structural engineer do that? And will your real estate agent know about structural things that are happening behind the walls or behind furniture? Imagine you go into a house where in the basement, the walls are packed with moving boxes because someone's been moving up their stuff and emptying everything upstairs. And they've got everything on this one wall. Is your real estate agent moving all those boxes to look behind that wall to see if there's a crack in the wall? No, they are not, okay? So you want to definitely look at that. And and if you're concerned about stuff, definitely look behind boxes, look under carpets, you know, be a little paranoid. Not that they're really trying to take advantage of you, but I think a healthy amount of paranoia is, is good. Okay, what about a survey? We're not talking about that improvement location certificate where you locate the different buildings on it, but a, a survey, an official survey showing you exactly where the property pins are, the property lines are, all that stuff. Is your real estate agent qualified to tell you exactly where your property lines are and where your property pins are? No. And a lot of times this happens with new construction. It's, I think it's natural, right? You know, you're out with a buyer, the is uh, considering buying a brand new house and they're like, hey, where's my property line go to? And so, you know, they ask, they turn to real estate and they're like, hey, where's the property line? And so the real estate agent, I mean, I'm guilty. This real estate agent and the buyer go to the back of the lot and they're looking for the property pins. Is that like official? Like, should they trust that this is actually the property pin? Technically, no. I mean, I don't really know where the property pin is. I'm just helping them look for it. So I don't know where that is. If you really are concerned where the property line goes, where the pin is, you really need to hire a surveyor. Okay. What about taxes? You know, you bought the house. You go to your real estate agent, you say, look, you know, uh, just put this property, I'm uh, living in it for a year, and now I'm uh, converting it to a rental. Should I go? Uh, can, can you help me determine how to set up depreciations, my depreciation schedule? No, I'm not, I do not get trained on taxes, okay? I don't even do my own taxes. So you can't come to me and ask me or any real estate agent and come to them and say, hey, look, you know, you've you bought rental properties before. You know how to set this up. No, I do not. I am not trained on that. I'm not insured for that. I'm not licensed to do that. I don't know what I don't know. And I'm not touching your tax return. I'm not qualified. That is not something that I'm trained to do. If you really need help with it, but, but you did it yourself, you just want someone to put a, a second set of eyes on it. Still no, I'm not qualified. I'm not qualified. Go talk to a CPA. Go hire an accountant to do that for you. You need to have experts in your corner doing your stuff. Your real estate agent doesn't do that what about termites see a little bit of something something on the floor you're like oh it looks like termite damage maybe uh, you know real estate agents are not experts at termites you need to get a termite inspector out there to help look at and inspect for termites and determine damage there okay so if you need that go ahead and get that professional help now, here's another one so you go under contract to buy a property And, uh, you know, we call up the title company, we order the title work to be done so that you can look at who owned the property in the past, what liens, you know, any issues that are going on with the title to the property and stuff like that. Is your real estate agent trained to be able to look at the title report that you just received from the title company and tell you if there are any potential issues? Think about that. they they see these title works come across their desk all the time right so it's not presumably unless it's their first transaction it's not the first time they've seen title work come across and maybe they're also real estate investors themselves and they've reviewed their own title work and they've looked at it are they qualified to say oh your title work looks clean no they are not they're not trained on examining title work so you either need to have the title company themselves walk you through what they can and or hire your own attorney who specializes in real estate title matters and can give you advice about your stuff. Your real estate agent does not receive training on title work. You know, we receive training on how to put dates in the contract related to your title work, but I mean, people go to law school to do title work stuff. It's an attorney type thing. It is not something your real estate agent is trained for. So those are some of the more common tasks That you should come across when you're kind of buying a property. And who does it? What your real estate agent is responsible for, what you're responsible for, what other professionals are responsible for. So I think it's important for you to realize the kind of like big picture context of what is expected of you and what's expected of your team members when you go into these types of transactions. So just to recap, what your agent does they assist you with showings, they do contract preparation. In other words, they fill in the forms in order for you to go under contract, they list, they give you a list of home inspectors and, and, and lenders. They can help you with market evaluation of what is going on in the real estate market, how quickly things are moving, what things are selling for, things like that. And they help you with negotiations. That is primarily what your real estate agent should be doing. Which kind of leads you into this next question of, so there's all these other things as a real estate investor who's in the business of investing in real estate and ideally getting cash flow from rental properties, if that's what you're doing, that you probably want to know. And, And your real estate agent probably doesn't do most of these things either. OK, like help you determine, hey, does this property move you toward being more financially independent? What should you be doing with this? Should you be holding it long term? Are you going to buy it so that you can you know, eventually sell it off and use capital gains in order to pay off other properties or convert it to some type of money invest in the stock market with safe withdrawal rate? You no, know, are you doing that? Or what strategy should you be using? You know, your real estate agent, they could probably say, hey, look, you know, this is I'll probably be a good rental. But are they going to help you determine, you know, should I be doing the nomad strategy or should I be doing house hacking here or should I be doing the Burr strategy or, you know, should I be buying, you know, 10 rentals over 10 years with 20% down or 25% down or 15% down? Like who is going to help you determine like the different real estate investing strategies and which ones are faster, which ones are less risky, which ones are more risky? You know, is a real estate agent going to help you determine where you can get down payments from, how to kind of structure down payments? Sure, they may give you a tip here and there. But most of them are not focusing on, you know, where you're getting down payments from, how to save up down payments, how to think about down payments, or the financing part. Maybe you have a really good lender who can help you a lot with the financing, and maybe a real estate agent who's experienced themselves can give you a tip or two. But it's not like they're going to sit down and teach you a, you know, four-hour class on all the different financing stuff. That's just not how it happens. What about selecting your dream team? I think a real estate agent is a great source of helping you come up with, you know, this is the CPAs that my clients use, or these are the four CPAs that my clients use, or these are the three lenders, or these are the three inspectors, or, you know, you need a, a, a good contract attorney. Here's several uh, that, you know, my clients have used before. This is another, a title attorney, or, you know, here's the person who we use for doing, you know, the the meth testing, the industrial hygienist, or whatever it is that you need. They're a good source for finding your dream team members. but. I think you need to understand, just like we went over like what the real estate agent does. I think it's really important for you to understand kind of like the parameters of what each dream team member does and what their roles and responsibilities for and how that all works. And honestly, what you should be doing. Okay. As the owner of the real estate investing business. You know, is your real estate agent going to help you really understand the different returns of real estate? You know, like appreciation, how it works and Pros and cons of like, you know, going after an appreciation return or cash flow or the debt pay down part of the return or the tax benefits from depreciation, the cash flow from depreciation return, or how to think about reserves and the return you get from reserves. Or deal analysis, you know, do most real estate agents have a like industrial grade, high quality deal analysis spreadsheet for you to be able to go use and and they're going to sit down and help you walk through how to analyze deals on your own? Probably not. You know, you could go ahead and download the world's greatest real estate deal analysis spreadsheet from us. You go to realestatefinancialplanner.com forward slash spreadsheet to do that. But most real estate agents don't have one of those. What about manipulating returns? What if you want to do some deal alchemy, as I call it? Um, you know, you want to kind of like convert the return you were going to get from appreciation to more cash flow now. Or you're going, to get, you're going to convert the return you were getting from debt pay down to more cash flow now. Or you're going to think about ways to kind of change the characteristics of the returns to be more advantageous for what you're trying to do. I, I don't think most real estate agents even know what I'm talking about. So good luck with that. What about minimizing expenses? In all the different aspects of property, you know, everything from searching for properties to, you know, writing it off our of properties to marketing your property to owning your property to renting your property, and then also maximizing income on the rental properties. Like, how do we maximize cash flow? I don't think most real estate agents are going to be helping you with that. What about depreciation? You know, is your real estate agent going to talk to you about how you can massively improve cash flow by doing bonus depreciation? You know, for for the limited time that it's still available, next couple of years. Probably not. I, I, maybe they don't even know about it. You know, are they going to help you understand the, the benefits of getting to, you know, take cash flow from depreciation on your rental properties? Some, I think most of them are not. What about thinking about your insurance? You know, your, your real estate agent is not going to go and review your insurance policy, but could they give you some idea of like, you know, how to think about different insurance, different insurance to have, you know, things that you may want to buy extra things, things that you could discuss with you, whether or not they're worthwhile for you. I, I think, you know, most real estate agents are not doing that. What about taxes? No, nope. we already talked about this, right? But wouldn't it be good to know, like the different types of deductions and um, you know tax saving strategies you could implement as a real estate a real estate investor? I think so. I think that's helpful. Not that they're going to go review your tax return, but hey, look, these are all the different benefits that are available to you. This is kind of like highlighting some certain aspects of the code, you know, tax code, and trying to help you understand that. What about CapEx, capital expenses? I don't think most real estate agents are thinking about CapEx, you know, or or how to like mitigate those or how to minimize those or how to optimize those. I doubt it. But these are all things that you need to know as a real estate investor in the real estate investing business. How do you measure risk? How do you mitigate risk? What are the warnings and the risks involved in, in, in investing in real estate? I think most real estate agents would not want to tell you all those different things right? I just don't think that they, first of all, I don't know if they know them all. I don't know if they know how to measure risk, you know, all the different ways that we measure risk, you know, debt to net worth and, you know, debt to liquid net worth and, you know, months of reserves and all those different ways that we measure risk for an entire strategy to say, look, this strategy in these different measures is less risky than this other strategy and helping you understand that so that you can look at it and make an informed decision about which way you want to go. Is it worth perhaps being able to retire five years earlier, but have a, you know 50% Fifty percent higher risk rating. I don't know. That's a decision you need to make. But I don't think most real estate agents even know how to think about that or measure it. Or reserves. You know, what do most real estate agents recommend you have reserves? What is the lender telling you? What do you need to qualify for the loan? That's enough. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure about that. Or they're not going to go and set up your asset protection, set up your LLCs, but to give you an idea of like, you know, how some people like to think about this so that when you go talk to your attorney to set up your exact plan, you are educated and you're not spending $300 an hour to have your attorney teach you the basics. Of course, you want to go verify all that when you talk to your attorney, but, you know, having some understanding of what you're concerned about moving in there, and then you have your attorney actually adapt it to your specific situation, I think is important. So these are all the additional topics that I think as real estate investors, we want to think about. Uh, and, and honestly, they're the things that we cover. This is actually from the coaching that we do uh, for people that are looking to buy a rental property in the next 90 days. These are some of the things, the topics, these actually are the topics that we go into. So something to consider. All right. So in conclusion, understanding what your real estate agent does and does not do can help you be prepared and have a better experience buying your next rental property. I think that just makes sense, right? If you know what's expected of you, what's expected of your different team members, it makes it a lot smoother for you. So that way you're not, you don't have this expectation that, oh, the real estate agent's doing that for me. No, they're not. (laughs) You need to do that. And they're not telling you that you need to do that. They're just like letting it go. They're not even talking about it, okay? It also helps to understand some of the things that a typical real estate agent doesn't cover that you still need to know as a real estate investor. You know, it's that whole other list of things that we provide in coaching. Most real estate agents aren't covering any of those things. Now, real estate agents aren't trained on teaching you how to run a real estate investing business optimally. That's not what their training is in. Their training is into how to buy and sell property, how to help people buy and sell properties, not even how to do it themselves, right? It's like all this stuff, like how do you fill in the contract form? How do you prevent yourself from putting your client at risk when you're doing this stuff? You know, like how do you go show houses? Um, You know, it's like stuff like that, that they're trained on. Or there's a lot of training out there on like how to acquire clients, you know, how to get the next client. Um, That's a lot of the training that real estate agents are taking because that's a main concern for them, okay? Um, They don't typically have the time or the training to help you grow a real estate investing business. They're just one team member of many on your team when you're doing this. It also helps to understand who does what in the transaction, including what you are responsible for, And honestly, I should probably do a whole separate class on just like your responsibilities as the real estate investor, real estate investor, business owner, like that you should be focused on, like all the different things that you should be focused on doing and your responsibilities. So I probably should do a separate class on that. And that's coming. All right. That's all I got for you. Hope you enjoyed the class. This has been James Orr. Bye bye for now. With home prices up, mortgage interest rates up and rents up, but not quite enough to counteract the higher prices and interest rates. Cash flow on rental properties in Westminster is harder than ever. Book a call with the Real Estate Financial Planner to apply our proprietary 88 strategies to improve cash flow on your rentals. See the show notes for a link to schedule your call and improve your cash flow today. If you're a real estate agent, lender, or professional in Westminster that wants to help our real estate investor listeners, consider reaching out to learn about collaboration opportunities, with this podcast. We'd love to add more value to our listeners by having you assist our investors buy, sell, and finance their real estate investments. See the show notes to schedule a call to discuss collaboration opportunities.